0: welcome to the first episode of dropped outrageous today's episode is going to be centered on the curse of the yes man and what helped me to realize that this wasn't the life i wanted and that i really needed to implement some changes i wanted to bring my sister on my podcast today because she like me hasn't had the best experience of university and i thought it would be quite refreshing to hear it from both of our perspectives so would you like to introduce yourself
1: Hello, I'm Darcy and I'm at Cardiff University. I'm actually, oh my God, I'm 95 days from like leaving now. That's bizarre.
0: I think um, one thing that I wanted to clarify at the start was that Darcy started university in the midst of like COVID times. So it was a very different experience to when I started because I actually went into like all the social stuff right from the get-go, whereas yours was a bit delayed, wasn't it?
1: yeah and i think that had an enormous impact anyone listening who went to university during the pandemic knows that unless you were put in a good house in first year honestly it was such a struggle to make friends make social groups so i totally get that because i'm in my third year and i think i have about two friends in cardiff oh
0: gosh other than callum (laughs) one thing darcy said to me which i thought was really interesting was this phrase about how everyone loves a yes man, but sometimes you lose yourself. I think this like sentence is really powerful because in all the good luck cards I got before starting uni at the bottom, everyone would put always say yes, like put yourself out there. Like if someone invites you just go. And like, whilst that's really helpful, it's also really unhelpful because it's very hard to kind of balance and you sort of start doing things for other people rather than yourself. Um, And I wondered if you had any experience of that, too. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I had the same
1: experience. Everyone at the beginning was like, make sure you say yes. Like, you know, if you you say no to things, people are going to stop inviting you. And so then there's this pressure that you put on yourself and on others, actually, where you're like, oh, let's do this, let's do this. And, like, there's just this constant pressure to be constantly up for it. And... That's just not the case. Like, I was drained within a few days. And then I just wanted to hibernate. And, like, me and Callum, I mean, I went to university with my boyfriend. But we ended up just hibernating because going out is exhausting. Socialising is exhausting. And I don't... There's, like, a stigma behind saying that, like, my social battery is gone.
0: No, definitely. And I think, like... The university experience can promote some really unhealthy habits and lead to isolation and bad mental health. And that like you're right, there's that pressure to be like the fun friend. And I think because also when you're going to uni, you don't usually go with all your friends. Like you have this opportunity to like meet a ton of new people and you kind of want to reinvent yourself or kind of get away from all like all that stuff from school. But with that comes so much energy and It's actually really difficult. Like I never thought I would find it hard to like kind of make new friends, but you get so used to at school that like when you actually are thrown into this new environment, it's really, really hard. And I'm not a massive like drinker or like clubber or party person. And that's kind of like the culture around a lot of universities. Um, And it like, it is very draining and like your social battery does run out low because you'll do a full day at university well, in my case, I was there from, like, 9 in the morning to sometimes 10pm at night. And then I'd go home, and people would want to go out. And I, I, do, I just couldn't do it. I think I actually went out clubbing about four times mm-hmm. out of the whole of first term. You are wild. <laughs> I know. And I would actually leave early. Like, my, sometimes my friends would stay on. And... I would actually blame myself so much and I'd be like, there I'm is, so not fun. There's
1: no shame in leaving early. I am, I am so behind leaving parties early. New Year's Eve this, this year, I was in bed by 10, okay? Like, there is no shame in it, having an early night. Like, don't feel, I totally get that, like, pressure that you put on yourself. But, like, if you're not feeling it, why stay? And I, my whole thing is that if I'm not feeling it, like, you'll know. You know, so, like, it's actually better for me to leave because I am a drain right now.
0: (laughs) No, and I think without acknowledging, like, everything that was kind of going on around me with my university experience, my workload, the social side, I would just criticise myself for being too tired. Like, I would honestly sit there and be like, everyone around me is, like, going out. Like, they're doing it. Like, Paige, why aren't you doing it? Like, get up, do it. Like, this is just what it's like. And I kind of put this pressure on myself to embrace my youth. Like, there's this massive thing about, like, the youth is your time to, like, be crazy and go out and drink. No. And it's, like, if you don't do that, like, if you're finding that difficult, like, you kind of feel like you're wasting your childhood. Like, I know that sounds like a massive statement, but I really felt feel like I'm I'm not, like, enjoying my teenage years or my youth. Yeah, like, it's,
1: like, I'm not taking advantage of this time. Do you know what? I'm just going to put it out there right now. I just... I don't really like alcohol and like I'm I literally have spent the past like six years forcing myself to have like vodka shots or anything and if you like that that's fantastic but I <laughs> gag at <laughs> alcohol so if you're not a fan of alcohol like I really understand that because like I would only drink it because everyone else was around me like I'm sorry, but I've never been a person at a home that just kind of goes, oh, Mum, you know, do you want a, do you want a beer? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really someone... like A can of Coke, I really like a can of Coke. But I've never been someone that's just like, oh, it's two in the afternoon, what am I craving?
0: A beer. No, the thing is, it's so true because if I ever came home from school or something and saw Darcy just opening up a bottle of red, I'd actually be like... I just I think I would sit there and be like what the heck is going on it like would, it's just, it would be <laughs> concerning it's it it actually too so funny to think about that because yeah. we're just not Because like some of my friends um love them all but they'll just open like a, a, a glass of red wine after after uni and just sit in the kitchen on their own and have a glass of wine or something like that no, but i in
1: a way <clears throat> i kind of envy people who like casually drink you know like oh do you want a bottle of rosé or you know like that kind of but I just don't please I, I don't want to I'll be on
0: the loo for the rest of the night. Do you think, you know, Do you think you, you would ever go into the hot tub with a glass of wine?
1: Oh, just, my gosh. I've never. And just sit. In the... <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, in the movies when, like, you know, the, the housewife, you know, she's, she's on her own and she pops open a bottle of red and she, you know, she sat there soothing herself
0: with a bottle of wine wine or alcohol in- my stomach can't digest uh, maybe we're just, it just like quite immature when it comes to alcohol because i don't feel like i'm old enough to be drinking like even yeah. when i go to like a pub or like a restaurant or a bar and now i'm 20 so it's fully legal in the uk and i sit there and i order it, i actually feel anxious i'm thinking like the bartender definitely <laughs> thinks i'm underage and i feel like i just look weird like i really overthink like ordering like oh uh, gin and tonic and i always have my id already in my hand in case they like ask for it like i don't want to do that whole like looking in my bag so yeah, really like around. Yeah. so um yeah but i also wanted to talk about a bit about like the curse of the s-man in terms of like balancing a degree like that side of uni because obviously uni is really fun sometimes and there's that whole social side but you've also got that whole thing of like your course your deadlines your submissions your modules um how did you find balancing
1: okay well this may be an unpopular opinion but it's mine there is no such thing as balance at uni in my opinion because you either go have a fantastic time meet people your social life is amazing but your grades are not not good or you go and you don't really have that much of a social life but you you're gonna get a de- like you're gonna get good grades and a degree That's how I personally think it. And for me, I have not had a social life in three years because not only do I have a lot of social anxiety since the pandemic, I think, but I also just felt that pressure where if I wasn't drinking, and so then it became a thing where I didn't want to go out because I was kind of the loser. Um, And so now I just do my work, which, you know, my life has been very boring and... University, to me, has been the most boring few years of my life. It's not what it's cracked
0: out to be, um, for me. I think, like, you're like me in the sense that you prioritise one thing. Like, okay, I'm going to prioritise my social life. then the work slips and then it's like but I'm at this uni to get my degree like I want to do my degree and I want to achieve in my degree you're always failing that's how I feel I feel like at university no matter what happens I'm always failing
1: in some regard I'm missing this deadline I've not done this reading I'm missing this party it's like you can't I feel like you know what I'm a hamster running in this wheel that is literally
0: though I feel like you cannot switch off and that's why I feel like when I said earlier like uni does promote unhealthy habits because you never learn to switch off because you're always having to do something. And the fact that, like, unless you've been to boarding school, you're kind of living with tons of new people from tons of different backgrounds all the time and sharing living spaces and stuff. Like, you really are never on your own, yet you can feel so isolated because you feel like you can't relate to anyone. Like, I kind of sometimes would feel like I just, like, no one understood me, which I know is so weird, but I'd be like... So I would had, like, different friends that wanted to do different things and... I was kind of always stressing out about my degree, whereas a lot of my other friends were like so like laid back because they were like, Paige, come on, like it's first year. Like we don't need to worry. But I was there like really deeping it in my head. And I also think like I went to Central St. Martin, so it's like one of the hardest, like one of the harder art schools out there, which obviously will come with a lot more competition and trying to like prove who you are. And yeah, and the sort of environment I was kind of thrown into, I thought would be really good, like for challenging me because I didn't feel like I'd challenged myself since the pandemic. Um, And I kind of wanted to see like, okay, maybe this environment is going to like breed all these amazing achievements. Like I'm going to come up with all these crazy ideas and stuff. But actually, like I was producing probably some of the worst work i have produced since my gcses that's because
1: you lost passion and like when so when paige was going through this at the beginning of the year she was you were actually quite good at the beginning of the year like you were yeah. like excited i did go to out go. More, but i
0: was more of like a day person
1: like brunching with friends yeah. or something like that but then you just lost passion because it became something that it wasn't like fun anymore and like it's like there's this song that's like oh i'm on vacation every single day because i love my occupation right <laughs> and but but then it becomes this thing where you're what you're doing is no longer fun it's no longer something you're interested in because it's bashed into you and it's criticized and you're pulled apart and compared to others and like you said constantly proving yourself how is that fun
0: i know I, i think as well when you're doing a creative subject because it's It's like, you don't, there's no yes or no. Like, there's no right answer. So it's all about what you are producing. And I feel like every single day you have to perform and you have to use yourself and you have to, like, pick out your brain and, like, think about a new creative idea. And, frankly, creative people need time to sit around and do nothing. Like, that's just known. You need time on your own. You need time to sit there and think. And when you're constantly forced to, like, mould yourself into different briefs, which is fun, can actually be really quite distressing because i i'm dyslexic too like i'm a slow processor i need time to think i need time to fully understand a brief and my mind was just going i felt like i was on fire at times because i was like couldn't sleep couldn't stop thinking about work was feeling really isolated because i felt like i'd distanced from my friends but mentally distanced because i felt too preoccupied with thinking about work um and so what did you do Well, this is really interesting because I don't know if anyone on here has ever watched The Holiday, but it stars Kate Winslet, Jude Law. Is it Jack Black? Yeah, Jack 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 Black. Black, Cameron Diaz. um, Cameron Diaz. It's honestly, I think, one of my family's favourite movies. Oh, yeah, every year. We watch it every single year. But the reason why it's so relevant is that when I was going over and over in my head about do I stay at university, do I leave, like, what about my future? I had all those massive questions kind of filtering through my mind. I suddenly remember this movie and in particular, Kate Winslet's performance. She just seems to get it in the, in the movie. Um, she plays the character of Iris and she is someone that I've always aspired to be like. Um, me and Darcy both talk about this all the time because her character is, it makes you feel safe when you watch it. Like you feel so warm, you feel so reassured, you feel safe in the presence of this character on the screen, which I think is such a beautiful like ability, like through the acting to make you feel that way. Yeah,
1: but I think what, what's great about Iris, and I don't know if Paige agrees, but she was so normal. Like, I don't know, in any other Hollywood film, you see these, like, really skinny, conventionally beautiful, successful, you know, like, girls with great relationships, and all the guys want them, and Iris had felt rejection 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 it doesn't matter if it's romantic or whatever but feeling rejected in life or let, you know you're on the outs is just one of the worst feelings and so iris in the film has this immense rejection and so decides to take herself away get perspective and for me when last year literally this time last year I pulled an iris, because Paige and I always say to each other, what would iris do? (laughs) Um, And I went to LA, and I took myself on a week away, travelling by myself, and oh my god, the benefit of that trip is just, I can't even talk about it, it was incredible. And so, and since then, I've been saying to Paige, literally drilling it in her head, like, you need to do this. You need to do this.
0: I remember, like, you texted me once you'd landed and you were crying and I said, Darcy Iris would never cry when she landed. I was like, (laughs) do not cry. We talk about her all the time because Darcy's right. She's so relatable. She's so real. And she represents a lot of, uh, like qualities that I feel like a lot of girls and males and anyone have. And it's that whole thing of being, like, unable to prioritise yourself. Yeah, and and then focusing on what the world thinks of you. And then you put your heart and soul into something.
1: And then when it rejects you, so, like, you put your heart and soul into... Um, Central Martin. St Martins and then you felt rejected by it because you didn't feel like it accepted you you know you were constantly trying to prove that you belonged yeah, to yeah honestly I felt
0: like a fraud like I was there and I was like how the hell did I get in I was sat in the class being like I'm so useless I'm so rubbish and yeah. I just I felt like more often than not I was having feelings of self doubt rather than being like oh my god like I can't believe I'm here like my skills are so appreciated and so now you're going off just like iris
1: did to figure out who you are because who the hell is Paige? like let's be honest for the past few years all you've done you've gone from gcse's to a levels a levels to uni we've you've you've followed the steps that everyone ought to follow and you're still miserable right which and so now you have this incredible opportunity and courage that you dropped out of one of the best universities in the world And now you're like, you know what? I actually want to figure out who I am because you cannot devote yourself to a degree or a project or a career if you don't know or like yourself.
0: Yeah, no, that's really true because... I did lose sight of what I wanted. I I even was looking at briefs being like, I don't even have ideas anymore. Like I fully ran out of ideas and I would sit there and actually feel numb. And I remember my favorite line in the the movie, The Holiday is when Iris played by Kate Winslet, she's challenging something that made her feel so miserable. So in her case, it was a situation with a man, but in my case, it was university. Um, and when Kate Winslet is directly questioned with what's got into you, she replied with, I'm not sure, but I think it's something resembling gumption. And me and Darcy think gumption is such a brilliant word. <laughs> like, we both like to say it, just to say, gumption. like, gumption. Like, gumption. It's just, It's quite satisfying to say. But... Gumption is such a brilliant word, and it represents something that's more than confidence or passion or energy. And it's almost combining all those elements with self-believe and taking action of what you believe in and what's best for you. Um, so this word got me thinking about situations for me, which are gonna require gumption. And for me, leaving this university that I had worked my butt off for literally three years to get into, and like choosing to leave that required gumption. Um, so I think the film The Holiday actually taught me that you need gumption and that everyone yeah. deserves within them to have gumption to put into action what you really want and what's already there inside you. Oh, totally. But I also want to add on to
1: that because it's gumption, but also, Paige, I think you need to give yourself more credit. And anyone who's listening, who's debating or not, whether to stay at university, whatever, it's, quitting is courageous. Right? I totally, totally believe that because Paige, I admire immensely that you took action, just like Iris did, and you said, I'm not happy. I don't care that I followed I followed what I was supposed to, do. I followed the steps, and I've got here and I am miserable. And so instead of just sticking it out, you took courage and took action and you took control of your life. A courage I actually haven't had I haven't had. And I really, I admire you immensely for acknowledging that you're unhappy and then doing something about it.
0: Because taking taking charge and making decisions based on your own actions is really terrifying, but I felt instant relief once I'd done it. Like, I had all that sadness about leaving my friends and moving out of London, but I started waking up with genuine relief and feeling like, I felt so much lighter in my mind. But Darcy had a hard time too. But what made like what prevented you from leaving? Like, why did you put yourself through it if you've struggled so much? To quote high school musical. Stick
1: to the status quo. <laughs> um <laughs> I know it was literally that I just this is what we've been taught. You go, you do GCSEs, you do it's like your a conditions, levels. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's drilled into you, and then I I felt I didn't want to be a quitter. And, yeah. But you know what? I let my pride get in the way. I let the opinions of others, I let my, my brain tell me, oh, you know, you can't quit. You've got this far. Like, you know, you, you've already got in. Like, what are you doing? Everyone else can do it. How are you not managing it? And so I kind of let my brain bully me into staying. And now I look back and... That's three years I'm never gonna get back. And you know what? I don't care what people say. I knew within the first few weeks at Cardiff that I shouldn't be there,
0: right? And, and Darcy, when Darcy told me that she was going to Cardiff, I got this feeling, and I think it's <laughs> like a sibling instinct, like it has to be, and I just thought to myself. No. Oh dear, like it was just, I remember dropping her off, and it's like a five hour drive from our house, and I remember like, actually holding in like my tears and just looking out of the window because i didn't want to be like overly emotional but i got this such a bad gut vibe and gut vibes are so powerful like you have to listen to them and i remember leaving darcy there and just walking around cardiff and it's pretty but it's not darcy listen it's not not darcy i don't
1: want to compliment cardiff on this (laughs) I'm, i'm not happy with it but um literally i just think if your gut is telling you listen, this isn't for me. Do you know what? My friend Dan, he went to Bristol University and after four weeks he dropped out, right? And at that time, at the time, I remember judging him. I did. I remember thinking, God, why wouldn't he stick it out? Like you've you've got to stick it out. He's now at Exeter because he reapplied and he's, it's a different uni. And he is so much happier because he knew within those first few weeks, that's it, this is not for me, this is not the place for me. And, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I have loads of friends who are at Bristol who absolutely love it. But it is just having that self-awareness and trusting yourself because you know you better than anyone, better than society, better than whatever the rules say. Like, if your gut is telling you Listen, I'm not quite happy in Wales. Darcy, you should have listened.
0: (laughs) I think, yeah, and I would convince myself that I didn't trust myself. Like, I remember when I would have those thoughts popping into my head, like, Paige, is this what you want to do? Do you like this? I'd be like, like, I'm trying to put myself off. That was what I was thinking. I was like, no, like, Mm -hmm. this is a part of my brain that's trying to be self-sabotaging. Like, it's trying to ruin this experience for me but I was actually self-sabotaging myself by mm. not listening to that. Like, I, I got so down, like, so depressed. My, my actual physical well-being and my health was so bad. I remember going to hospital in London, having the flu for, like, six weeks when I got home in Christmas. Like, my physical body started giving me signs that I was burnt out and I needed to leave. Um, I think that's so funny that, like, your body was, like do you know what, we're just going to make your life miserable until you do something and make yourself happy again. No, but seriously, like, since leaving uni, I'm not sick. I am not ill. <laughs> and I was genuinely ill. Like, temperature, couldn't smell, couldn't even taste, so I couldn't even comfort eat, which was dreadful. Um, <laughs> but genuinely, like, my physical body was shutting down. And that's how I felt. Like, I honestly felt like I couldn't leave my room, so I was isolating myself more. I couldn't even do the work for my degree. I couldn't even go into uni. So I was like, What is the point? But I have now chosen to take back control. So I am literally leaving to Australia today. Um, I'm flying to LA first. Um, Flying's a a bit of a challenge for me. It's one obstacle. I'm quite terrified of it and I am going solo. Um, But my whole family has been really supportive. Um, And that's my iris move. Like I'm doing an iris, as me and Darcy say, like I'm challenging myself for the better. And I know when I get there, it's the best thing I'll ever do. Um, Isn't it interesting that you,
1: me and Iris all went to L.A. for our first ever <laughs> It's actually a coincidence yeah. as well,
0: like it wasn't even planned. It wasn't planned. Well, thank you so much, Darcy, for coming on. I really enjoyed talking out of free with you and I hope you guys did too. Yeah, that was great. Um, Hopefully you'll enjoy your travels. If not, well, we're all going to hear about it, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, you can't really escape it now. But we were both saying that if anyone has any more questions for either of us, you can find my podcast Instagram. It's called Dropped Outrageous. So you can DM through there or email. Or if you'd rather speak to Darcy, you can DM her on Darcy Newell. So thank you so, so much. And I'll see you guys on the other side of the world. Bon voyage.